0: Queer people are breaking down barriers and taking back the power. In a world where they are often oppressed, they are building their own communities to protect themselves. Hi everybody, it's Kara and Samantha, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in the industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving super deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving this podcast so far, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review.
1: Can you give us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I am a, a queer person and I am a Blacksican. Uh, so uh, my mom is Mexican and my dad is Black. And, you know, there's lots of different elements to kind of like what makes up my identity. I also use she and they pronouns.
0: And then what kind of challenges do queer people face in the tech world?
1: I think diversity in all kinds of industries is like not that great. But um I think particularly in the tech industry, this is something that when I went to dev boot camp in like twenty fourteen, we did uh some you know education about for the different cohorts because it's really important to understand the history of the tech industry and how it's changed, you know, both from a gender and a racial makeup. Um, but I think as a queer person, I think tech has been a really interesting uh place because I think in some ways it's been welcoming in ways that other industries have not, but I also think that it has a very historical bro culture, uh, like white bro culture, which I think uh, really sets a precedence for it having homophobic kind of like tendencies living on it. So yeah, I think how you show up in the world based on all these different identities intersecting um, can affect how you as a queer person in whatever way that that comes up can feel for you in the tech industry.
0: And then what are some ways that queer people can navigate these challenges?
1: Um, so I think finding community, finding folks that um, do the similar kind of work that you do um, and also being as visible as you feel comfortable with, I think is really important um, to the larger queer community um, who are thinking about getting into the tech industry. And uh, for folks who are in the industry that might either feel alone or feel burnt out from having to deal with um, you know, their foray into the tech industry, whether that was um, um, you know, a difficult process, or we do have a lot of trans folks in the community, in the tech industry that transitioned while being in the tech industry, um, and, you know, there are varying levels of, of comfort around that. Um, but I think having visibility, having other folks to commiserate with and, uh, share resources with, um, I think, you know, do very well for for everybody being able to, um, you know, continue to thrive in the tech industry.
0: And are you finding these communities at your job or is it just maybe online? How can you interact with other?
1: Sure, so yeah, I think there's a few communities that I definitely think about immediately when um, I think about my experience of getting into tech. There was... um, that first hackathon that I went to was done by, it was TransHack and it was uh, Courtney Ziegler um, out based in, in Oakland that did that work. Oh, Courtney Ziegler and um, Tiffany. Um, so Courtney Ziegler and Tiffany McHale, Um there's Trans Tech Social by Angelica Ross. Um, there's uh, the Queer Design Club. There's, um, uh, right speak code which is an organization that um, that I think was really important for me uh, for like and other technologists of marginalized genders in tech that's um, a community that we kind of like hold on to there's also lesbians who tech um, and allies um, that have a really huge um, you know set of events that they run um, and there's also Queer Tech Club and there's Queer Tech Club in addition to Queer Design Club. Um, but yeah, I feel like those are all the like places that and there's also a few like Slack teams that folks can um, join that kind of like help with, you know, if you wanted to like hear about how a certain company kind of like roles in terms of like their queer culture uh, before like applying.
0: That's a new, new one. So you can, you can ask the company about their queer culture before you like go to the job.
1: So you wouldn't ask the company directly, but it's basically like a back channel to be able to ask, um, different, uh, you know, staff or whoever is in that community, you know, Hey, does, do you know anybody that works at this company? Or do you work at this company so that I can kind of like get more of a firsthand, um, understanding of folks lived experience as, uh, you know, it relates to a, a certain company. Um, there's, those are the ones that are coming to my mind right now that, that I've found to be really useful. And I think that any place that you kind of like, hold space online, you know, finding the queer tech folks can can definitely sometimes be a struggle, but um, we out here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know when I apply to jobs that I always ask, what's the culture like? Like, as in like, where, how many Black people you have? Is that something that you wouldn't do as a queer person?
1: I think the difficulty with that is Depending on who you're talking to, um, so that's why I think it's really useful to be able to um, either be in a space where people are already consenting to be in that conversation. I think for queer folks, you know, we already have um, a lot of complexity when it comes to like uh, folks being outed or you know having consent around your identity being communicated. So um, it's kind of difficult in an interview, uh, you know different than like racial identity because I mean, people can just either assume or know like, you know, how many black folks might show up visibly, right, to them. Um, But I think because of the level of like violence that can result um, from either like being visible at work or communicating um, your gender or sexual identity at work, those kinds of things that the interviewers would know about But I think a good sign, like some green flags that I feel would would uh, come up for me if I was going to an interview, if people um, were communicating their pronouns at the interview, if they talk about uh, the kinds of work that they do that either kind of talk about equity, gender equity or gender justice uh, as it pertains to their work, or if they're doing any kind of like DEI focused work, I think are green flags, um, there definitely might not be a hundred percent like you're totally going to enjoy yourself at that company but i think that those are definitely moments where you can say like oh tell me a little more about um you know more about that there's also a, a website that holds some like diversity report information um so you might be able to get some information from there depending on how that company might like poll their staff about how they self-identify like how each of their staff identify but i've always felt like a consentful way to do it is asking for folks with lived experiences in you know in consented safe spaces to be able to talk about their experiences because that's you're going to get the most genuine uh kind of like reflection of what that culture is for those folks
0: yeah at my company they want us to start putting our pronouns on our slack how do you feel about that
1: I think that having that kind of information allows other folks that are either non-binary or trans or gender not conforming to be able to feel more safe, to be able to provide that information. I think it's, uh, to me, a default like important thing to share with folks um, and to ask uh, periodically. Um, because even though somebody has given you their pronouns at some point, Um, They might or might not have changed it or they might feel a certain type of way that day, right? Like if you're gender fluid, you know, I might be using a certain pronoun today, but tomorrow I might want to use a different pronoun. Um, And so just being able to check in with folks to make sure that we're respecting each other as we communicate, I think is important. Um, the other part of that that I found from us trying to do that and me, you know, from my experience at TXI, wanting to make sure that our work is to make people feel welcome, both in our interviews and with our colleagues. There are folks that are like, I I don't want to be a, have to disclose my pronouns and, uh, and that those are like for, for more reasons uh, that are varied and not just like, what you might think of, like, oh, I just don't want to participate. So I think that doing it because you want to provide a welcome space or doing it because you want people to know um, and leading with that, asking people for their pronouns um, and being okay with them not telling you. Um, So then in that case, either using gender neutral days or um, asking them how you'd like them to be referred, maybe just using their name. Right. I think those are all ways that we can continue to do that work to be welcoming and uh, and seeing each other without without making the burden of that work be living on gender non-conforming folks and trans folks. Right.
0: Yeah, I have my pronouns, but I feel like before it was optional and it seems now to be more forced by companies. So I feel like it's to me it feels a little different um, because now you don't really have that allyship. It's more like. I have to do it because Jim from HR said I had to do it. So I don't know. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think that that's definitely a good point. Like the the like signaling of safety kind of gets removed because you don't know if that person is doing it because they want to and they care about um, you know what that means versus like somebody being forced to and just like it. Like, I have to do it, right? So I think that, that, yeah, that can definitely be, like, more complicated now. But I really appreciate the different platforms that are allowing that to be options for people to put that information out.
0: What advice would you give somebody who's queer to help them navigate their way through the tech world?
1: I would say that it's really important for you as an individual to spend time to understand what level of comfort you want to have in sharing yourself with your potential company that you want to work with um, or with the industry or the public as whole right i think we all do that as queer folks all the time we're always navigating like how much do we want to share um, with others um, and think about how much space you want to like give to the company for providing that visibility. And I think it's important for you to give yourself grace if you feel like that is not something that you want to provide. Um, don't feel like you have to. Um, I know that there's a lot of like prevalence of companies saying like, you want to bring your whole self to work. And you you know, I think a lot of times then it's like, okay, well now I want to, um, I want you to be someone that like, you know, it's really visible as a representative of the company, so that um, other folks can, um, you know, be there and um, don't feel like you have to do that kind of work um, to kind of like feel seen and accepted. Um, and if that is like only, that is the only way that folks are responding to you, then um, I think that's a not a good reflection of that company. Um, There are a lot of different companies that that have a lot of queer folks and that are doing really good work. So, I mean, hope you find us (laughs) Um, and um, take. Yeah, I feel like those are those are really important pieces of um, what you should do as you're getting into the tech world. Take care of yourself, find your people, give yourself grace and, you know, slay, slay it, (laughs) you know, like be be your most authentic self to the extent that you want to be. Whether that's in your job or out, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like the only thing you own is, like, you don't own, you don't owe anything but to yourself, right? So, like, however you want to show up for yourself in, in, in whatever way, like, I think we, like, you're, your fellow queer folks support you and see you. Um, and we want, you know, we want to continue to see you more more queer folks um, represented and celebrated in the in the tech industry. So yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Carol, for sharing your experience about being a queer black skin person. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.